He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Oh! He's knocked the headgear off him. This is Hello and welcome to an episode of Footy Talk, a listener podcast. On today's show, we're talking all things arguably gets the greatest grand final of recent years. Yeah, that's the best I can remember, Jimmy, and what a result for the Penrith Panthers. Three in a row. Three in a row. Waves of emotion, and also we've got some great interviews from some of the players at full time. I'm joined by Ryan Gerdler. We are here Jimmy. Footy Talk, a listener podcast. I'm the host, James Graham. Oh my we're, God. we're talking after the game here, kids. Oh. Well, we can't even get our sentences correct. I'm going to ignore the riffraff that are still here. And I'm not talking about the Penrith fans, by the way. I'm talking about some of our colleagues uh, from Triple in the, in the bleachers. Trying to put us off. We, we've got yeah. the, arguably the most important podcast in Footy Talk history after one of the greatest games, Footy Talk, a short history. We're here to dissect the game. We've got these clowns on the balcony. Yeah. Ben Dobbin leading the charge, and we're here yeah, to talk he's about just, he's what, just what, upset because he because he can't invoice he, for, for sitting up there on the on the plastic chairs. He, 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 exactly, he knows his place. He knows how the professionals work. Yeah, uh, Geds, Jimmy, wh- wh- my God, wh- wh- what on earth? How how? Where do we where do can, we begin? Can, can where, I just where start do we begin by just saying what an honour it is to um, to be associated with that club? You know, and and, and um, the the rich history and um, the privilege I had to play for that in you know that organisation for 13 years, um, and to see where they are now, and just to understand uh, the growth and the development, and also uh, no, knowing uh, intimately what that means, that sort of success means to that community out there. Um, it's just it's such a beautiful thing, and I'm, I've just the, the last four years have just been incredible. Um, and I haven't seen um, a moment quite like I witnessed here tonight on the back of the best grand final I've ever uh, witnessed. You know, I was fortunate enough to play and, and win one, um, which nothing will ever compare to. But as a as a as a football fan uh, and as a as a uh, pundit and commentator, uh, to witness that it was just absolutely something else. Gage, you're you're 100 right. I think uh, when the top eight was locked in. I think like most or most neutrals, they, they were. this was the grand final that we wanted to see. The two best teams only split uh, after the regular season rounds by points differential. Two best teams, they got there. And a lot of build-up into this game. Yeah, we, we've seen games built up like this and they, they tend to disappoint. Yeah. And, you know, in reflection, I, I didn't think the first 40 minutes were, were anything to, to write home about. And yeah. we'll, we probably won't dissect that. Uh, Br- Brisbane Broncos' appalling completion rate. Panthers with, uh, you know, uh, Mitch Kenny with one of the most bizarre grand final tries. Uh, we'll probably not look back on that too much. Nah. Flegler goes in just before half time. 8 6, probably advantage Broncos. And then they come out like a house on fire. Can you tell us what you were thinking as a Pen- Penrith fan when Ezra Mam just lit that stage up for 10 minutes. Well, I was really concerned at halftime, Jimmy, because that's how Penrith play, right? They like to put fatigue into the opposition. They completed almost at 100% for the first 40 minutes. And I was always concerned coming here tonight, uh, having to watch having watch Brisbane um, 
basically just dismantled teams all year uh, on the back of a little bit of momentum that they create. I don't think there's another team in the competition that attack the way that they do with the athleticism they have, especially on the edges um, and through the middle. So I was a little bit concerned at that, given the fact that Penrith never found their rhythm, as you spoke about, with the football in the first half. But, you know, they're probably not uh, one of the most gifted attacking teams in the competition. They, they generally like to, you know, work their opposition into some sort of submission uh, and then wait for that fatigue to set in late in the second half and then the points seem to flow for them. So that's kind of been what they've done, especially without Apicoros out there this year, who's always been like a real figure uh, a central point of their attack over the last couple of years. So, um, yeah, I was a little bit concerned uh, at the ease at, at some of the, um, the the breaks that the Broncos made in that first period and the fact that Penrith had all the possession, had all the field position, didn't convert any opportunities. The only one that they got was on the back of that unique sort of uh, restart by Reynolds and we saw Kenny score. And then the Broncos, you know, I think it was the second opportunity they got down that end of the field. They were able to convert it and they would have gone into half time with a spring in their step. Yeah, 100%. And then the, the, the game blew out to, to 24-8. And it was just, it, it was the Ezra, Ezra Mam yeah. show. Like, they, they, they couldn't hold him. The Broncos were shifting the ball. Reese Walsh was electric. That line break that he produced where it, the, the, the shift out to that left-hand side, Nathan Cleary applies the pressure. He steps, comes bang off his left. The, the shift, the weight dis- distribution through the hips, that movement, it's... An in- it, the thing is, he makes it look easy. But anybody that ever tries to, to do that at top speed knows that it's not. And, it, and it, 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 it takes a lot to be able to do that. A lot of training, a lot of practice to be able to... A lot of natural ability as well. But yep. at, at 24-8, you look down to the Penrith bench, you see Jerome Luai off. Isaiah Yo sent for a HIA. Uh, Isaiah Tango came off with, with, with maybe 10 minutes to go. Um, th- they were struggling. I, I personally thought uh, the reintroduction of Moses Liotta and James Fisher Harris really made a difference. Broncos uh, making far too many easy meters through the middle. And then off the back of that, they shifted. Those two came on and really shored the ship up. Yeah. Um, but were you right in thinking, you, were, were you with me where. They were on the canvas. They were gone. It was Tyson yeah. Fury. It was Liverpool Champions League, Manchester United Champions League in '99. No, they, they, they were gone. Yeah. They were gone. By how far? Yeah, no, because I mean, one of their traits of we all know they're a championship side, but one of their traits has never been sort of getting off the canvas and finding a way back, and that's one of the th- question marks I think that's been held over Nathan Cleary in the past. Is I mean, is he a halfback on the back of um, you know having no momentum that can? get his side back into a contest, uh, whether it be an origin or, or a finals game or a grand final. And he answered all those questions, didn't he? Yeah, it was um, the athleticism of some of those guys on the edges. I mean, that's what the Broncos have been doing to teams all year. And it just looked like they were in a mood. And you asked me during the call um, with about 20 minutes to go, you said, how do, the, how do the Panthers get themselves back into this contest? And... I didn't have an answer because I honestly didn't know. It just looked like the Broncos uh, were going to continue on. It was almost by how many? It was like, oh, I hope this doesn't get embarrassing at yes. some point because the Panthers don't deserve that. Yes, um, I agree. So, yeah, that's what made it so phenomenal. You're right. It wasn't the quality of play. There was errors, sure, and Penrith didn't find their rhythm with attack, but it was the manner in which they got themselves off the canvas in true championship style and on the back of Nathan Cleary – 
with all of his um, major stakeholders on the bench or, you know, not out there with him, just put that team on his back and dragged him. We had plenty of help, you know, in key moments, Crichton, you know, but the key moments of that revival all laid with that, that halfback and 25 years old, he's won three premierships, and has there not been a, a, a more influential half, or not even half an hour, but 20 minutes um, of of a game played possibly ever? I agree with you. Kenny. In my memory, anyway. Yeah, I, I can't recall a, a single-handedly a, a person dragging his team off that canvas. In a grand in, final. In a, in a grand final when the chips are down, when all your mates are on the bench. Like... Belief was at an all-time low, and I, and I and I say this because we, we we were at the game. Nathan Cleary makes a break, gets on the outside of one of the Brisbane players. Moses Liotta is 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 on is on the inside. No one else is bothered to to support. Moses Liotta made a decision. He just came back on. Yeah, so he was fresh. Yeah, opportunistic. Yeah. Um, Penrith, when you, you go back and watch almost any try that they score this year. And you see players jumping from everywhere, jumping on top of each other. That didn't happen. Moses Liotta went round, scored under the post. It wasn't a Penrith player in sight. They'd almost just been like, oh, it, it almost felt like a consolation. And again, that mm. that. So, w- w- the way the Panthers play, uh, it, it's easy. It's not sorry. I shouldn't say it's easy, but it's a it's a way you can practice. It, it, it's easy. You, you can't practice being twenty four eight down. In a grand final. It, no. You just can't practice that. No. And it's not a, a position that you want to be in too often in order to give yourself an opportunity to win and the game. And they're definitely not in it too often. No. Well, the, you know, we talk about their record of winning at halftime uh, and how they go on. And, you know, we talk about their record with Adam G as the referee. Well, the record's so positive because they just win. Yeah. So you could throw up anything like daytime victories. Evening victory. Yeah, that's it, uh, right. You know, you, you, you attribute it to what uh, grandma had for their evening meal the night before. Yeah. Like, it, it, they it's just irrelevant. win. They, yeah. they just win. It's coincidental. Yeah. It's coincidental. But they were they were in a situation where I can't recall them being in, in recent years. They, they, they've been in close contact. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like the, 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 the Tigers game, the St. Helens game. Yeah, like you look at Parramatta a couple of weeks ago. They yeah. got behind and it was like, you know, they all tried and they tried so hard and you could see the effort was there, but the execution under that sort of pressure wasn't there. And that was Nathan was there and they had a good team in and Parramatta had a fair few players out and everyone was kind of waiting for him to come back. And at the end of that game, I thought, they really have trouble chasing points. I remember thinking it after that game. They, they're a great side when the contest is close. Uh, they love to lead. They're great leaders. But when they really need to find points under pressure, they, they can get the wobbles. And I thought that that was actually what was going to happen. Or To the point, I didn't even think they'd get a chance to actually chase points tonight because Brisbane was so full of running at that point and was so dominant. Um, that it just kind of, it kind of felt like Penrith were just holding on for dear life. But, well, th- th- they were good. It was a, a bizarre game of football, and it, I just love what sport can serve us up, especially our sport. Um, the Hollywood scriptwriters wouldn't accept that. 
if someone if a group of Hollywood producers are sitting around the uh, the table and someone comes to the to it with that piece of paper and, and, and writes up what happened today they put yeah. that in the shredder and say the, 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 the public won't buy they that. won't believe that they won't buy that yeah don't they won't swallow that it's too phony it's too unrealistic it won't happen N- never yeah but it did today yeah and that's what we love about our game I think from a Broncos perspective um, obviously it's a, a situation I've been in before where you want the world to swallow you up but um, in, in your opinion did they did they blow that opportunity should 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 they have iced that game at 24 points to 8 oh yeah uh, they 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 definitely should have um you know it, it was i haven't been impressed with it i haven't been with a impressed with the broncos starts like the whole final series to be honest and um yeah last week they were, they were a little bit um a little bit shaky in that prelim final uh, and i was thinking to myself well they want to show up a lot better than that next week um, otherwise, Penrith will just put him to the sword. Uh, same as with the with the game against the Melbourne Storm the week before, convincing in the end, but just a little bit scratchy off the top, and you kind of put it down to us. Oh, their first final series, a um, lot of young guys there, um, and that's just the way that 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 they play. So when they started like that tonight, I wasn't overly surprised. Um, and I knew that if they could just kind of get some ball on the back of what they were doing coming out of their own end, they gave they gave Penrith defensive headaches all night just because of their athleticism, the Stags, the Farnworth, the Cobos. Those guys were just and, – and Arthur's breaking the oh, line, Arthur's you know. Arthur's amazing. So it was like, okay, uh, if the Broncos can just hold the football in the second half, given the fact that I think they're two points behind, yeah, they're right in this ball game. And then they came out in that second half – so there's probably going to be a little bit of um, um, regret maybe about the way that they did start that game and maybe that's fatigue that's come in at the end. I, I, but, but I don't know. Kevy will have to go through that yeah, look and have at a that, close look. look. Yeah, look there's lots to dissect there because yeah. you know, that happens when you, when you look at it at the end. Penrith had 52% of the football and there's things that they probably would have liked to do better at different stages. Well, Nathan, we spoke to Nathan after the game. He's like, mate, I missed three tackles in yeah. the second half that – led to tries out on that edge because that's where Mam split them, right? So it's like there's things that he would have liked to do better. So you know what grand finals are like. A lot of fatigue, a lot of emotion, lots of things going on. You're not going to get it all right. But I think when they got to that 16-point lead, they needed to find a way to close it out. Yeah, I just wonder if they if they just lost their focus for a moment. And, and I think in the commentary box, I think in the crowd, and perhaps on the field, there was a sense of, oh, it's party time. Yeah. Yeah, like their fans in front of us here would, de- you know, when you Dan- yeah. when you go to Suncorp and they score points and they do it, they they have this dance where they stand up with there's with there's forward arm Chelsea Chelsea dagger, yeah, whatever it is, but they and they're all doing it here, and it's the Blitz something bop, and it's from a song called Chelsea Dagger, and I don't like it, but they were doing it, and I especially didn't like it tonight, and they were doing it with 15 minutes to go, and it was like, okay, these guys are dancing. Broncos are just running in tries. Penrith don't look like they've got an answer. All their key personnel are sitting on the sideline. I hope this doesn't get too overwhelming for Penrith because they don't deserve it. But I thought that that's where we were headed. Everyone did. I think the, the, the positive thing with, with the Broncos, if you look at some of the teams that have contested grand finals and I've been uh, some of those, part of some of those teams that, that have lost, you kind of 
you, deep down, uh, you know you're in a window. I think it happened with Parramatta last year. Um, you know, the, the, you see recently, well, South Sydney lost to this Penrith team. I think that they probably in a window, and, they, and they've shown that. Yes, they didn't make the eight this year, but they're still in and around. Um, your final chat. I think with this Broncos team, the positive that they take from this, and it was interesting to hear Isaiah Yo at the end of the game speak and congratulate the Broncos players for the season that they had. And he said, we, look, we were in this position uh, four years ago and we, we lost uh, to the Melbourne Storm. And, and I yeah. think there are some familiarities between uh, the Panthers of that year and, and the Broncos uh, of now. They lose a couple, Panthers lose a couple, but Surely the future's bright for the Broncos, and it wouldn't surprise me to see these two teams no. contest, contest a lot of big games in the next three, no. four, five yeah, years. Yeah, look, I think the only danger for the Broncos is some of their key positions. Um, you know, like Adam Reynolds isn't going to probably be the player he is this year, maybe in two years' time. You know, so, and you need, you know, we all know how important halfbacks are. They're going to lose Flegler as well. So, you know, the, the thing is with the, the Panthers. too. And Farnworth, you know, you can lose centres, you know, you can lose some edge back rowers, but if you look at Penrith and those key stakeholders have been Edwards at the back, Luai, Cleary, Liotta, Yo, and Fisher Harris. And all those guys have been there for every premiership and they've been there through the loss of that grand final. Um, and they've just got better and stronger. And that, that is really the core senior group of that team. And I just hope that the Broncos, you know, I've got someone to come in. You know, they need to be smart about their recruitment and also what they do with Renault. Like, he's got another year, but, um, you know, they need to assess that at the end of next year. And like, okay, how's he going? Um, who have we got around him? Uh, Mam's obviously got to be retained as well. He's a guy coming off contract, and after a performance like that, it's probably going to go from seven hundred to maybe a nine hundred thousand dollar play. What's yeah. their cap look like? Payne has just got a a big um, uh, a big increase with his with his salary. But so they'll, they'll, it's not they'll, easy. No, it, 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 it's it's not. And obviously, teams identify. Um, the, the talented individuals that exist within this Broncos team and they're going to have the eyes picked out like the Penrith Panthers have. Like I say, I think a lot of familiarities because of the journey that Penrith went on and, and Brisbane are starting that journey. Now, I, I'm excited for the future because when these two teams... Like, can we just get that every Sunday? Like, wouldn't this be great if it was American and we're playing the best of seven series? I don't know if I could go through that every weekend, Jimmy, to be honest. Oh, it'd be worth That was it. too much for me. But, but yeah, like it was... Um, High quality, two best sides in the competition. Belter of a grand final. I think everyone came expecting that, but you don't always get what you're expecting. Um, but, yeah, um, incredible result. Lived up, to the hype. Lived up to the hype. All right, we'll be back after this short break. Ben Dobbin has been taking notes galore on how to host a podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll be back shortly. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Footy Talk, a listener podcast. We've got some great interviews, all thanks to Triple M, speaking to some of the grand final winners and losers after yesterday's game. First off, we're going to hear from Liam Martin. You're down, I think it was 24-8 at that time. What was the message behind the goalpost? Oh, I can't even remember. It was just Isaiah and they've just stepped up and just said, keep calm, boys. You know, we've trained all year for situations like this. And deep, oh, just can't believe it. You've been a part of three of them. Is this the most special? Yeah, by far. Oh, far out. 
can't explain it. What a proud Panther up there, Ryan Girdler. You like to say something to this bloke, mate? Oh, mate, congratulations. I can't, I can't believe it either, mate. Oh, it was just unbelievable. I mean, you know, people have said over the years, um, you know, you guys go into grand finals, you're so dominant, you win a certain way. Tonight, you just found a way. No one expected that, brother. Oh, yeah. So I... much, so much determination and courage. It's We're so just... proud of you, mate. It's a testament to the boys. Like, we just find a way for one another. It's just, oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, you can really hear the emotion in Liam Martin's voice there. What about this guy, the man of the moment, the Clive Chetzel winner, Nathan Cleary? We're all in shock. I mean, how are you feeling at the moment? I'm in shock as well. This is absolutely amazing. Um, the way that second half started, I honestly felt like a nightmare. I was having a shocker. But, um, you know, the, the, just to never get, give up. Um, you know, I knew we had that, that in us and sort of realised it was 10 minutes ago and we're only down by four and I was like, we can actually, you know, we should win this. Like, we've got the momentum and... Um, yeah, well, it's amazing. Mate, you, you had a lot of your heavy cattle off. Obviously, Isaiah was off, Scott Sorensen, Jerome was off, and then, mate, you just went to a whole other level. It was like you said, well, somebody's got to get us back out of this trouble. Yeah, it felt like that, but, um, you know, I've got to give a massive rap to Cogs. He came on and, and pretty much changed the game. He was, he was sort of everywhere. He was connecting me well. He was giving me confidence. Um, so it's a massive shout-out to him. He's been doing it the whole year, and um, he, he's going to be sorely missed. We talk a lot about Critter and, and Spenny, and rightly so, but, you know, Cogs has been amazing this year, and, um, yeah, he unlocked me, really. We've got a very proud Penrith Panthers man up there, and Ryan Girdler, quickly, Girds. Hey, hey Nath. Um, mate, I j just unbelievable, to be honest. Um, but, but in that second half, in that period, you know, the Broncos were just talking about your the back half of your second half. You know, you miss that play on Walsh. They go through and score. But then you, you just find a way to drag them off the canvas. Just kept on coming, kept believing, even when others didn't. Like a lot of your teammates with the Leota try, no one really celebrated. Everyone was just like, oh, we're just trying to get back into the contest. But you just kept believing and driving, mate. Yeah, Unbelievable. To be, honest, to be honest, I missed two or three important tackles at the start of that second half. And, um, you know, I just had to keep talking to myself. You know, we had to pull ourselves off the canvas. And, um, you know, I really felt like I wanted to lead that. And yeah, as I said, you know, before we knew it, we were down by four with 10 minutes to go. And I think that's when people started really to believe. And, um, you know, it's just that never give up. We, we, we might be down, but we're never out. Nath, Nath, were you thinking about, like, the overall situation, how far you're behind, or were you just focused on the next play? Uh, really just focused on the next play and, and trying to do my best. And then, as I said, you know, before I knew it, we were 10 minutes to go and four down. So um, just went from there. Yes, obviously delighted and great to see the scenes with his father and extended family as well. Uh, I've been in this position before and it's heartbreaking. Uh, we're going to hear up from Adam Reynolds next. Really tough way to finish this one, mate. Um, gallant, but Penrith, they just kept on coming, didn't they? Yeah, they did. We, um, we certainly let that one slip, obviously. Put ourselves in a good position there to go on with the game, but credit to them, mate. They're a champion side, and um, yeah, disappointing. We really appreciate it. it. It was just a, such a tough night. It, it, at any point, you know Penrith so well. You've played them so many times. They they continue to keep on coming. Are there any moments where you think if you had your time back, just in that last 20 minutes, you might have changed something? Yeah, there's a few moments there. Obviously, missed tackle or two there. And, um, you know, we camped down our end and. Uh, yeah, just moments in time where we, we could have been better and would have been a different result, but it's too late now. It's obviously extremely disappointing. Awesome season, mate. I know this one hurts, but you've had a phenomenal season and, and it gives you something to build in next year. Thanks for giving us some time tonight, mate. Thanks, mate.
Okay, that's it from me, Jimmy Graham. Thanks for listening, everybody. Forty Talk, a listener podcast. Ryan Gerdler. Uh, thanks for having me, Jimmy. Great insight. Absolutely outstanding. It was Always a pleasure to call. Uh, what a fantastic grand final it was. And uh, yeah, we'll be back again next year. Good on you, Jimmy. Thanks for having me. All right, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>